Welcome to I Don't Know Why podcast. No need to ask what this podcast is about because it is about it all. Relationships, work, life, travel, wellness, fuck-ups, and possibly even aliens. And the whys that got us to this point. Anything and everything. Nothing is off the table. Take a break, grab a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and laugh with us as we all try to recover from our whys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to I Don't Know Why podcast. I am your host, Pris. I know I went MIA last week, so sorry about that to anyone that cares. I was moving and it was a shit show, long story, but I am back. And on today's episode, we'll tackle what seems to be a controversial topic among many of us when it comes to the professional norm and decision making in any industry. We'll be tackling why do we put up with shitty jobs and or bosses. Aside from the fact that we all need an income for our personal expenses, loans, debt, and whatnot, we are in what looks like one of the toughest times to find a job and also a job that we actually enjoy. However, at what expense are you willing to stay in a job that you don't fully enjoy and how much risk is considered a smart move versus you just being reckless? I have with me today one of my favorite co-workers I had the pleasure to work with here in San Antonio who went through what has been one of my toughest decisions and rough patches I've been through my entire life. She's been through a couple of shitty jobs herself and has dealt with a lot of difficult people in her career path and has, I believe, handled it with grace, something I think we can all learn from. Welcome, the badass Julie, to the podcast. Oh, that was such a sweet intro. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. Yay. So as I mentioned earlier, we met at work. And mm-hmm. I honestly can't recall how we just, I think I started telling you way too much. Which is you. <laughs> I just felt yeah. like I could trust you. I'm like, I need a friend here. Yeah, so it started off like I was the office manager and I like when you came on board, I like helped you get all of your equipment and your keys and all that jazz. And then like yeah. I would always be in the kitchens on both sides. <laughs> and I'm always and in so the that's kitchen. what exactly. So I think that's what happened. You're just in the kitchen and you're like, oh, I'm having just like boy trouble. <laughs> and so we then we just talk about boys. Our always. <laughs> Still learning. And us. so that's how. So then, yeah, beautiful friendship yeah. boomed from that. And then I think we went out <laughs> to drinks, and that's when I realized how much we had in common. I'm like, you're just like a little yes. mini version of myself. <laughs> you're just like four years younger. <laughs> Literally. And, For real. We- and yeah, like, um, we also have, aside from a lot of things in common, she also has a podcast, guys. Like, we should definitely check it out. It's a book podcast called, hold on, this is a mouthful. The hustle and no entrepreneurial experience. There we go. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you should definitely check it out. I will be linking that to the episode description, if not on Instagram. But before we move on, you can definitely give a little uh, scoop, Julie, about the podcast in case anybody wants to definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely. So also, I'm expecting you, Prissy, to be in that podcast Soon. coming up Coming Soon enough. <laughs> we'll be featuring on each other's. But anyways, my uh, the, untru- the Hustle and No Entrepreneurial Experience is a podcast where we read books relating to entrepreneurship and professional development, and then we talk about it. We say what we disliked about it, and we basically help 
educate the community on books and tidbits and what main points and things of that nature. So <laughs> that's what our podcast is about. Yay. Check it out. Yeah, guys, she's making me read a book and as soon as I have the time and um, read whatever book we're going to be discussing, I'll share that podcast with you all. Um, so going back to the this episode's topic about why are we even dealing with bosses that are not great or a job that isn't great? Why is it so hard to even find a job that can meet all of those criteria that it's so important for us? What has been your experience? Why do you think we are putting up with that kind of shitty treatment or a shitty job or both in some instances? I don't know. I don't know if it's just because San Antonio or the market or why in general it's so difficult. But I mean, when I, I absolutely hate job hunting. It's the worst. <laughs> I've become like, really good at it. <laughs> I wish that I could just find a job and just love it and just stay there for years. But unfortunately, that has not been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time I was searching for a job, it literally took me like six months to find one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and same thing. Like my dad always says it's a numbers game. You just have to keep at it. Eventually, one's going to bite. But it's so difficult we have the resources like Glassdoor indeed um you know referrals or whatever but sometimes you know you just have to ramp your video your resume up like I think Carrie actually told me Prissy that you worked on like one of those come help edit your resume to like tailored to the job description or something Mm -hmm. and I was like maybe next time I'll need to try that yeah (laughs) And, you know, it's, it, it is very difficult to find a job. And not only that, I think there's less people being, um, what are they called? The ones that are CEOs that are, like, they're at the end of their career. Less people retiring. Mm-hmm. There we go. Brain fire. <laughs> there's less people retiring. There's more and more newbie students graduating from college, trying to get into the industry. There's a lot more competition I think before, uh, it's always been kind of well-known, like the creative type of jobs, like advertising, public relations, designing, those types of jobs tend to be very competitive. But now, I think even like the medical field, engineering, the business industry, those types of, I don't know, verticals, I think they're all competitive now. I know people who graduated from amazing universities and they're struggling to find a job. I think it's pretty much all over the place. But all in all, I think the main reason why we do stay in a job that we hate or deal with a boss that is not treating us in the best of ways um, or whatever the case may be, it's because we know how hard it is to get a job. And it's, I think, out of fear. We just feel secure in that position. We feel like doing it almost by the books if you go to college you do some internships, you get a job, you will be successful. And I think now more than ever, I don't believe in that anymore from my experience. Um, but then that's just me. It's, I think it's more that it's just scared of what, what if I quit? What would happen? What if I can't get another job? What if, I don't know, this is the end of my career and for this stupid move. And it really doesn't have to be that way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Um, I think that's how a lot of us were raised. You know, the, what do they say? The American dream, you go to college, mm-hmm. you get an internship, you find a job. And there's a lot of pressure now of like, 
you know, getting a job right out of college and then also becoming successful. And I think that now there's a lot of different ways that you can define yourself as success. You know, if you want, I think it's easier to get a job if you have like a niche market. Mm -hmm. So if you have a really niche skill, then I think it's like super easy for you to get a job. But if you're more broad, general, general skills, it's like more difficult, you know, from my experience. I think, yes, niched, but I feel like if you're versatile, that makes you an asset. If you know a little bit of everything, not, not so much that you're general, like, oh, I know how to type. Or, oh, yeah, I can work right. Excel. Like, no. Like, yeah, I've done, <laughs> I don't know, advertising. I've done designing. I've done this. I've done that. That's what makes you, well, in my experience, a bit of an asset. But all in all, I think um, in, not only is finding a job hard, finding a job that you love is even harder. And I think it comes with the fact that we all, well, for the most part, we all go into careers thinking this is a thing I think I would like the most. And this is the thing that I think will make me make the most money or make me the most successful. But once you're in it, you're like, I don't really love it. And I feel like most people, I don't, I don't see many of my friends or people that I know that they're genuinely in love with what they do. They're very few. And I wonder right. why that is. Like, why are we not going after for what we love? What, what's so scary about it? Either way, you have to work. I think a part of it is that we don't really know what we want. You know, we're young. Mm -hmm. We're like right out of college. What am I going to do with my life? So we check these different career options and we think, well, let's try this path. And then you join the company and then you realize, oh, I don't really like this job. (laughs) Or (laughs) or maybe I (laughs) I don't like that. That was shitty. (laughs) Exactly. Or or also from my experience, sometimes you really enjoy the job itself, but then you have like a horrible boss. Oh my god! Or you're not getting compensated for what, what you you're doing. Be. Yeah. Yes, and so that's been my horrible experience. Just like I was with the job once, and story it was this time. Yeah, story time. Let's just get yes. into this shit. <laughs> it's just right <laughs> Yeah. So. Um, I was with this nonprofit, and so generally, you know, like right out of college, I was desperate for a job. It was along the field that I wanted, um, which is I'm trying to be an entrepreneur, starting my own business, hence Prissy and I are making our own podcast and all that. (laughs) Um, So I love being around that community um, of entrepreneurs. So it was a nonprofit that helped that. And so um, generally, you know, nonprofits don't have a lot of money, especially startup nonprofits. Like that's the whole point of it. They're broke. They're trying to get donations, (laughs) right? (laughs) That is Which I understood. <laughs> but then I was, um, so I just took it, right? I took the job even though it was not even standard market rate. Like it was way lower. It was like if I got like a fast food job. Yeah. That's like how much I was getting paid. And I was like, whatever, like it'll get better. Like I'll be there. I'll stick out my time. But then what ended up happening was that um, they kept letting people go. So then there was just a really small team and it was just a couple people, me, myself, and another person. And so then what was happening is because they had let go some, like the executive director and that person. Um, so then it was just, they hired another one, but then they didn't know anything, right? So then it was just me and this new executive director who doesn't know anything about how to run the company yet because she just came on board, right? I've been there so before. I, 
I was running every part. I was doing tours. I was meeting with new clients. I was dealing with existing clients. I was dealing with vendors. I w- we were hosting workshops too, and I was coordinating all of that. I literally was doing all of it, and I was getting paid shit. Exactly. And so I, I was going to ask, yeah. And I even was like, hey, like I need deserve to be compensated, and they like gave me an extra dollar an hour. That's what I got. And I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, <Thank you. laughs> so then I was like, okay. Then they started hiring other people. So then we became a team of five, like to alleviate the burden off me. But then, exactly. Yeah. I was like, really? You have money. You're just, you just pulled all these positions that did not exist out of your ass and you're paying them a ton of money. I know how much you're paying them because, like, I hear things, you know? And so I was like, no, this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> Like, this is so fucked up. And it got to the point, yeah, where then they had fired that other executive director. So it's like, oh, fuck, no. You fired one, then you fired another one. And I was like, I'm not going to save your ass this time. I'm not going to, like, run the company. Right. Like, and then be paid. Win. Like you're and then not, still you're get like paid less and all these yeah. other people. And at the time when they had hired those other two posi- or three positions, two of them had left. They came and they left, like, before me. So then, once again, I was having to take co- – over their jobs again so it's like yeah i'm not doing this again for a, a fucking third time so i <laughs> <laughs> you're like pull me once shame on you yeah pull me twice right <laughs> exactly so i could not take it anymore yeah. like and so i eventually like i did leave the company um luckily though i had like another gentleman who like needed help with his business so then i went and helped him out and that's when my job search began for like six months. Yeah. But I couldn't, I knew like I still have rent, I still have bills. Like I knew I couldn't be unemployed. Right. But I was willing to still at least like take a pay cut or something and while I found something but better. Because you know I just could not handle factor, it anymore. Though, don't you think? Like when you do have things to do, you're like, it motivates you more to find something versus when you don't. You're like, eh. Some people just settled and cave. And I'm like, eh, they get very comfortable. And that's all okay. Exactly. And I think, though, I was staying there so long because I just kept thinking in my head, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. We're getting new partners. We're actually getting more money. Yeah. Like, they're hiring more people. Like, and But it was just the same problems over and over and over again. Even if they brought new people that supposedly knew what they were doing, we're still running into the same issues. And it just was not getting better. And I couldn't deal with it anymore. Well, <laughs> I was at my breaking point. But that's a good thing, though. Like, a lot of people, I think, they will spend miserable years and years in a job that they hate. And they get anxiety. They get depressed. They feel like they're just, they're living a life in automatic mode, kind of. And that is one of the most unsatisfying things that you could do. Because you're literally wasting your time at that point. Um, and also, I think, I don't know if you've ever been through this, like, story time for me. <laughs> Um, when I've had really great interviews where I had a lot of chemistry with whoever was about to hire me and it turned out to be like a hell of a job, like a horrible boss, horrible environment. I remember back in, um, in El Paso, I had this internship and the, well, essentially the person who was interviewing, she, she was my boss and she went to the same high school I did. I went to an old girls high school. So she's like, Oh my God, you know, you, you went to Loretto. (laughs) I went to Loretto. And I was just like, yay. I I wasn't really fully like, there was something about her that was off to me, but she overall seemed very sweet. 
And she kept asking, did you know this person? It literally, she forgot about the interview and she just wanted to have a conversation like a girl, which to me was, that should have been a red flag, but whatever. So <laughs> I get the job and um, for, I don't think, I can't really remember. I'm pretty sure it was a non-paid internship. But again, I was freaking out. I needed more experience before I graduated. So I was taking anything and killing my ass going to classes and then go to the internship. Anyway, so it turns out she was just rude as hell. She would literally mock me and bully me in front of like, okay, so before I used to be horrible on the phone, like I would get so nervous when people called and I was just like, not the best person at uh, communicating back then. And I remember I would get phone calls from very old people who had this like German and really fucking weird last names. So when I was trying to fucking write it out, I had no idea what they were saying. <laughs> Every minute the phone rang, I was just freaking out because I knew it was going to be this other old man whose name I was not going to know, who, who that the message I was not going to be able to tell my boss who the fuck called and all of that shit, right? So <laughs> one time she somebody called me and our desks were right in front of each other. So she was facing me, essentially. And somebody called and then I transferred the call right in front of me, like literally three feet away from me. She's like, I know, right? She's so weird. Ha ha ha. I don't know why she gets so nervous. Me neither. Ha ha. And then she was just like banging the desk. And I was just like, oh my God, you bitch. <laughs> I didn't know. You went to an old girl's high school. What can I expect? And um, she was just bad. Like overall, just rude about everything. I created like three pamphlet designs at some point uh, for this um, event that we had her boyfriend or husband at the time he was very impressed with my work he's like wow you're really good at designing like I didn't know you had a knife for that and very kind of almost trying to mentor me like something that she should have done but she just wasn't doing it and when he gave me really good feedback she said ah they're all right and she's like, they're fine. They're okay. Like, she was just minimizing everything that I did. Just very disrespectful and bullying me and, like, mocking me. And it was just a horrible interest. I was literally crying in the parking lot every morning when I was going in. And every afternoon when I was walking, I'm like, I hate this, but I need to go through oh. it because I need the experience. And I think that's why many of us stay in a job that we hate. Um, you know, and that's why that's it's a very well-known rule like don't quit a job until you have another one waiting for you and like don't do this uh, the wrong way always give your two weeks and this and this which by the way I have done for the most part honestly like I've I'm very much someone who's very scared to do it the wrong way um and then, same yeah I mean I'm very and honestly it it hasn't really benefited me either I'm not saying, guys, don't give your two weeks, fuck it, like quit on the same day. No, I'm just saying <laughs> don't be so scared to not do it by the books because it really doesn't make big of a difference unless the people within the company are people who you're truly, truly, like, you know, for a fact they're going to benefit you in the future or that those relationships are important relationships. If they're people who really mentor you, it just, you just didn't like the job, then yeah, by all means do it the right way. But if you didn't like the job, they didn't really mentor you, doing it the right way isn't going to really benefit you too much either. Like there's, you know, I mean, again, this is controversial. True, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's a small world a and small you world. never know who you're going to run into. Yep. And I mean, like, you just never know. And that's why I always think ahead of time, like I might as well do it right just because I'm scared, you know, of things going the wrong way. And I'm always 
definitely having, like catastrophic type of thoughts and like yeah she's gonna and find I mean, out. <laughs> <laughs> no and like giving two weeks is not like a big deal like I, at mine it when I left I gave two weeks and they like basically asked me to stay on for like a third week because they like needed me so much and I was like really they always need me this much yeah. mm-hmm. but you wouldn't pay me I was like good freaking luck and I really didn't want to do it like I hated that job I literally well because it got to the point where it was just like unbearable every day I was so depressed I'd come home and I would like watch like some like comedy specials or like a funny tv show like I had to watch something funny because I was so depressed and that's like like, that's why I was mentioning earlier at what extent is it okay to stay at a job that you hate how much Mm -hmm. is too much of a risk like um quitting a job for instance how what risk factors are you taking into consideration aside from the fact of the things that you have to pay for um yeah you can stay there just because it's safe but then at what cost is it at the cost of your mental health of you potentially Mm -hmm. getting really depressed and like once you're depressed or driving the anxiety hole it's really hard to get out of I just went through that not too long ago Mm -hmm. and you know, it's going to be different factors as to what's going to drive you to quit a job. But at the end of the day, I was talking to this to one of my best friends. We we're talking like, you know, I wouldn't mind working at a coffee shop in Europe and barely making it. But then knowing every afternoon I'm going to have something cool to do. Like I have literally no corporate type of job. Like I'm just living life and really, truly enjoying life's wonders and wanderlust and whatnot. And I'm like, honestly, me neither. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to throw everything away, but I have thought about it more than twice in my life. <laughs> like, maybe I should just leave everything behind and just go and, yeah. you know, do something that so I then love, you, which is travel. Yeah, you should you should check out the four-hour work week book, though, that we were talking yeah. about. Because that basically says, like it helps you realize like what do you want out of life like you may like that is a task that I'm working on like just write down like what do I want to accomplish like in the next five years ten years like do I want to live in Paris for a year like or like can I work remote like is that a possibility I know during right now this crazy time like we have been working remotely but you know I think a lot of companies are realizing that if they are able to do it right now during this pandemic, mm-hmm. then like, why not do it forever, forever and like, save up the money? Yeah. And save the money. Yeah. From renting office spaces and all but of you know that. What? Like so. going back to what you were saying earlier though, there's so many things out there now, so many different career paths, so many types of jobs that we, are, we aren't even aware of. And mm-hmm. on top of that, most of us don't really truly know what we want. Like when I think five, 10 years down the line, I'm not thinking money-wise. I'm not thinking, I hope I have this big house and I'm making this amount of money and blah, blah. I'm not really thinking that way. I'm thinking, what type of job? Sorry if you hear an airplane, guys. <laughs> I decided to record in the backyard. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Any second now. Any second now, I promise. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Anyway, um, you know, it's, no, like I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was talking about I you said big house. Oh, yeah. I think it goes back to like, you know, what do you want? Like because some people that, that is, is what, what they, they want. And they want the big okay. house and they want the family and the white picket yeah. fence. Yeah. So but that's, that's not, everybody. not everybody. Some people would rather like I have a best friend from college and she is literally after she graduated, she just went and traveled the world, like Thailand, like 
like but see that's live <laughs> everywhere like see, she's just been backpacking for don't years. get me wrong i'm not saying i don't mind living in the streets and then traveling like I, that's not something that i want i know people like that too i'm not judging here i'm just saying it's not my entire angle like at the end of the day i do want to have a job that i love and then weirdly enough you know this year i finally created the project i've been talking about for a year and a half which is this podcast you know, I was talking myself out of it for so long saying, well, what if I don't make any money? What if people laugh at me and blah, blah, blah. And that might still be happening. I'm not making any money. <laughs> if I at any given point do, like, that's amazing because I love editing. I love producing. I love coming up with content. I love having these types of conversations. Um, and that is something that I love. However, it is not my full-time job. This is just a creative project I'm working on. Yet. You know? Yet. <laughs> positive mindset <laughs> yes i mean it might take a couple years for you to get traction but i mean as long as you keep putting out good content like people are gonna come yeah. let's hope so stay tuned guys don't leave me <laughs> yeah <Does that help? laughs> don't leave me hashtag four <laughs> but haha <laughs> let's quit our nine to fives <laughs> anyway moral of the story guys leave the damn job <laughs> Come help me and bet yeah. your money on me. <laughs> you won't regret it. Start a GoFundMe or something. I might. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> no, but you know, um, at the end of the day, I think everybody will have a different path to what they consider success, whether that's having that beautiful house with the white fence and or having a small little house or a small apartment that allows you to whatever money you're not spending on that mortgage to spend and traveling. Like you just, it depends on what you want. But mm-hmm. after quitting jobs, after not doing things by the books, do you see things differently now? What are your thoughts now before quitting versus now after quitting? Well, it's a little difficult because like, I also just started my like podcast like this year and I want that to get on the rails. And, like, me, my goal was never to, like, work for a company my whole life. Like, I want to start my own business. And, like, what, whatever that may be, it could be, like, a nightclub. I definitely want to start like, my oh, I podcast. If I, could, if I could make money, like, doing my podcast, just, like, reading books all the time and talking about them, like, that would be freaking awesome. Right. You know? Like, and it <laughs> Be so, your own boss. <laughs> exactly so that's always like been my path but you know there's always that fear like you know what about my bills or like what if I don't make it or whatever which is why it's been like a side project now but regardless you have to just start it you have to just do it and eventually hopefully it blooms into something if you keep persisting but it's really hard I think to like just quit your normal like nine to five like because of that sense of security of income You know, and it's difficult for me, like my current job is not the best job in the world, but at the same time, it's not my last job with the nonprofit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for me to like, you know, be ungrateful because it's like the situation I'm in, I'm getting paid like twice as much as I had been. And yeah, it's not the best, but it's not horrible. Yeah. Like it, it's so I haven't hit that breaking point like I've had before in the past. So I'm like, let me just 
stick it along, you know, collect that paycheck and then work on my own projects on the side. And then I'll, yeah, hopefully eventually be able to quit my job. That's the goal. And without going into (laughs) much detail, because you just never know. And if you're listening to this, it's your fault for lurking. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you already knew, know what I went through earlier in the year with the job I left. I'm just going to say that. And I left Mm -hmm. as, as best as I could with considering what was happening um and I was I stayed at a job way longer than I should have at a cost at the cost of my mental health um aside from other factors that went down and you know I I because I'm a scary cat and I'm always like thinking the worst is going to happen to me I thank god I I did save up a lot ever since college so I was able to leave that job in a very smart way not yeah not knowing Am I going to find a job soon? This and this and that. We're mid-pandemic. You could just, you know, imagine what thoughts went through my head. But my mom, I remember she called me and she said, you know, you need to, when you don't get rid of what's bad for you, you're not making room for what's good for you. And my mom is not very philosophical, by the way. She's not, she's, <laughs> she's a lot more stern. So the fact that my mom told me that, that meant a lot to me. And she said something like, you know, there's a lot more that life can offer you, but you're not giving it time or space because you're still holding on to things that are not good for you. And she told me, and that's been scaring me because I've noticed that you tend to do that a lot in everything with your life. She said in relationships, with friendships, with jobs, you tend to stick in a place out of being scared and let things go. You know, and that is why you don't see things like better things coming your way a lot faster. Had you left that relationship or friendship or job go? And that hit home for me because of other things that happened to me last year. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. I am holding on to things that are clearly not good for me. Like, what's the point? It's not the last job I'll have. I know that I am a good worker. And then I found like freelancing jobs in the meantime. So I kept myself busy. I started the podcast. I I've been doing a lot of stuff ever since I left that job and I found another job in God, you know, and everything seems to be working out. So overall, guys, my advice here is don't be scared. Um, I, th- I really do. Obviously, don't do it if you don't have any savings and you have a lot of debt and things to pay. Don't leave a job recklessly, like make sure prep for it. Stop, start saving up, start applying for jobs. The best way to leave a job is having another one already for you. If it's already at the cost of your mental health. If you have friends that can help you, family that can help you, there's a lot of different options, I would say. So don't get stuck in a place that's not for you and much less with a person that's not treating you the way that you would treat other employees, I would say. It's not worth it. It really isn't. It's not It's not worth the money. It's not worth your time. It might be for a while because you do learn a lot, but I don't think it's worth, you know, you only have one life. It's not worth your no. life. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. not worth your life. Life can be beautiful. We don't have to, like, be miserable our whole lives. Like, and a job is, like, the best way to make it better yeah. or worse. <laughs> <laughs> or if you are strong enough to stand up for your boss, that can only go two ways. And I'm just not. <laughs> I already tried that. But anyway, guys, I think... Um, you know, hopefully you can take something out of this podcast, that out of this particular episode. Might as well be barely making it and be extremely happy than making a lot and being completely miserable, in my opinion. Any other last minute thoughts? I 
I think you've said it perfectly. Like ideally, you know, the general rule of thumb is like when you have a job, you should stay there at least a year because companies don't like seeing on your resume that you're hopping from job to job to job. However, from what I've also realized is that if you have like a results oriented and you have like a great track record, um, it doesn't matter if you're like the baddest bitch in your job, like they'll fucking hire (laughs) you. Like companies don't give a shit if you've been somewhere for like two weeks, they'll be like, no, come on for us. Like show your worth. So yeah, exactly. If anything that just like emphasizes, like still try to do the best at what you can do. Even if you don't like your job, still try to do a a good good job job at it, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like all you have is like your worth, like your, your values, your mentality, your Mm -hmm. reputation, all that, all that. So just keep Keep that that in mind, mind, guys. (laughs) Please leave a comment when you quit your job. Mm-hmm. Keep me posted. <laughs> keep me in the loop. Right. <laughs> if you can record it, even we'll better. <laughs> right. We'll see how many people quit their jobs after listening to this. <laughs> Let's see. A hundred? We're going a thousand? Going once? Going twice? <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Julie, for having this last minute recording. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having me. And I hope you stick uh with the next episode and share this one and hope you quit your job start to do what you love and have a great day bye awesome bye